So let's pray. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Lord, help us with our hearts. God, create in us new. God, may our words be glorifying to you. God, may we actually glorify you. Amen. Art, to come and read Psalm 70 for us. Okay, get this up a little higher. There you go. All right. O Lord, do not delay to the choir master of David for the memorial offering. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be put to shame and confusion who seek my life. Let them be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let them turn back because of their shame who say, aha, aha. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say evermore, God is great. But I am poor and needy. Hasten to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. The catechism question is a continuation of number 48. What is the church? And I would like to read the long answer. God chooses and preserves for himself a community elected to eternal life and united by faith who love, follow, learn from, and worship God together. And let's read this together. God sends out this community to proclaim the gospel and read kingdom by the power of their life together and their love for one another. And the short answer is, let's say this together as well, a community elected for eternal life and united by faith who love, follow, learn from, and worship God together. And the scripture that it comes from is Revelations 19, 6 through 9. And I will read this and then ask that you join me in the proclamation of Alleluia. 
Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Alleluia, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted to her the fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deed of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. Amen. And let's continue our worship in a mighty fortress. Um, Dave Shockler to come and continue us in prayer. Thank God for his marvelous word. Let's pray. Father, you are an awesome God. You know all things, all our joys, and all of our troubles. You see us perfectly, and you provide for us perfectly. There are so many who hate you, your name, and us. We pray that their hearts would be changed and they would love you too. Protect us from them and empower us to love them till death. For your honor and glory. We want that they too will seek you and rejoice in you and praise you. We praise you and worship you because you are worthy. We desire your strength in our weakness, your wisdom in our lack, your help to do your will. We love you, Lord, and we pray these things in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Just getting a little ahead of things, Trace. <laughs> all right, well, good morning, everyone. Good to see all of you. And So I just want to just begin this morning by just, uh, Trace and I had the wonderful opportunity of being involved in Young Life and working uh, uh, with kids in Young Life ministry and also doing something called Campaigners. And it was in Campaigners, which is a Bible study time, just equipping kids to know the Lord better and to walk with Him that I had a couple of young guys that, uh, that talked me into going on Hiking Beyond, which is uh, it's, it's, it's above Malibu, so, so it's, it's a hiking trip that you take that, uh, that, that leads us uh, way up into the British Columbia Inlets. And uh, So anyway, I said yes to that, crazy as it was, I just said yes. And uh, we traveled up the British Columbia Inlets until we reached base camp, 
and there we stayed one night, and we talked, and we just shared, and then we got to meet our guide who was going to be taking us, and our guide wanted us to get our packs out and to uh, just show us what we had brought to make the hike. And uh, so anyway, I, you know, I, I, I got my, my pack out, and I, you know, I, I had my, my entertainment, and, you know, I, I had a Bible because I knew this was going to be a spiritual trip, but it just weighed a ton. So anyway, and, uh, you know, I, I brought books. So, so anyway, and proper foot gear. So, and, uh, and then, and then I thought, you know, he'll really enjoy this. I brought just a brand new set of clothes to wear on the trip. And, uh, I love snorkeling. So I brought that and then, uh, yep. Love magazines. So br brought a few of those just to, just to look at and read along the way. And, uh, you know, because I knew I'd have time. So, anyway, uh, and then, and then I, I thought, ah, I, I need a big light. You know, so, so, you know, he was really disappointed with me, and and just said, no, 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 you can't bring any of that stuff. And, you know, and in fact, I had I had this old slumber party sleeping bag, and he said, no, that's not going to work either. And you need this one here that's light, this light, and can be on your pack. And then, you know, he gave me a. Uh, Gave me a, a, just a warm jacket, hiking boots, you know, so, and then just cooking gear and a camp stove. Believe it or not, a camp stove fits in that, so there you go. So anyway, and then, and then we, he gave us all packs of food that, uh, that we would bring on, on the trip. So, so one of the things that we learned that day was that Preparing for a hike of that of that sort was really pretty crazy, and uh, and it just really reminded me of the fact that we've been talking about a hike, looking at the church, looking at God's church, and it's just amazing. It's amazing, is it not? It's just a just amazing that God has has built this church, has chosen us as a church. And that we are called the body and the building and the bride of Christ. That is just amazing. Just amazing. You know, it's kind of amazing. If I would have gone with all this kind of stuff, I just would not have made it at all. But, uh, you know, we, we are reminded of our need to prepare. And I just have a question to ask us today. Are we prepared? Are we prepared for the hike? This is going to be a little bit different. Uh, today that I just want to share with you and uh, but I just really want to challenge you from a pastor's heart are we prepared are we really prepared for the hike are we prepared as a church body to, to do what God has called us to do um, how do we make ourselves ready I want you to turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 13 Mark chapter 13 verses 23 through 27 if you're using a pew Bible, it's page uh, 1010, and uh, Mark chapter 13, and we're just going to start down at verse 23. And this whole passage, the, the disciples are asking, Lord, what, what is the sign of your, of, your, of your return? When are you going to come back? How do we know? How, what, what should we do? What, what, how, should we be, how should we be prepared? 
And Jesus speaks to them. He says, verse 24, it says, or 23, it says, Be on guard. I, I have told you all things beforehand. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth, to, to, uh, to the ends of heaven. Verse 28. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Keep awake. For you do not know when the when the time will come, it is like a man going on a journey. And when he leaves home, he puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say, I say to you all, stay awake. Stay awake. We know it's amazing. Prepping for a hike like this was amazing. And I learned a lot. It's, it, I learned a lot about prepping for hikes. And Teresa and I were able to take a lot of kids on hikes after that. And we just had a great time. But I just want to just, just focus in this one of the things that we understand about this passage um, is that it, it, it is, is speaking out, is, is just is calling us to watch out and, <clears throat> and be on guard and to stay awake. And I just want you to note, especially in the, the final verse of, of the chapter where Jesus said, what I say to you, I say to everyone, be alert, stay awake. To stay alert, to watch, to be ready for his return are Jesus' final words in, on this subject of, in Mark's gospel. And so here's the thing, folks. We know, we know that Jesus Christ is coming. We know that he is coming personally and visibly. We know that he is coming in power and in glory. We know that Jesus, the Son of God, will return and consummate his redemptive mission and to establish his eternal kingdom. We know that, don't we? We know that. We understand that about the Bible. Bible-believing Christians may disagree on some details surrounding the end times, but we can all agree on this one thing, that Jesus Christ is coming again, and he is coming to claim you. We know that. Is there an amen to that? Amen. We know that. The recurring theme of, of Scripture, 
uh, is certain on the second coming, and it says to be ready. The scripture is not silent on how to prepare. So let me just share a few things with you. And the first thing I just want to say is live in light of his first coming. I just want to say in, in, in the beginning of Mark, it starts out with the, the kingdom of God is at hand. The gospel, the redemptive message of God is at hand. We need to understand that live in light of that first coming. The kingdom of God is at hand. The gospel of salvation has come. And I just want to just say, encourage you and challenge you with this. Do you want to be ready for a second coming? Then live like his first coming mattered. God came to restore, to redeem, to heal, and to rescue you and I. Jesus gave a parable. He spoke about his return in Luke chapter 19. You don't have to turn there in verses 11 through 27. He told about a nobleman who, who came to become king. And the nobleman called ten of his servants, and he gave them each uh, a, men, uh, a mina, uh, a coin, uh, probably a day's wages, and he says, engage in my business until I come back. So after an unspecific duration of time, the nobleman returned as king and summoned his servants to give an account of their faithfulness. Two of the servants had, pro uh, had been productive with what they had been entrusted with, but one of the servants had done nothing. He simply wrapped up his, his investment his gift from God, and he did not, and he hid it. And I, let me just share this. This is something in, in preparedness. This is something that we need to do. His mistake was that he did not act on what he professed to believe. He professed something about his master, but he did not live by his profession, and he lost his reward. My friends, I just want to say be prepared. Profess the coming of Jesus Christ. Be willing to profess that. Those who profess Christ as Lord and live according to their confess, their profession, will, be, will receive a great reward when Jesus returns. And I just want to say, give your life away. Be prepared. Give your life away. The second thing that I want to share is be discerning. Twice in Mark 13, Jesus warned his disciples not to be led astray by uh, by false claim, watch out that no one deceives you. False prophets will arise and will perform signs and wonders to lead astray, uh, uh, if possible, the elect. The Apostle Paul warned uh, the same thing. Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, don't let anyone deceive you in any way. Here's the thing, folks. You know, with with the global changes that are happening, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've been, I've heard this, people have said this, don't you believe Jesus is coming? Do I believe that? Absolutely, yes. Is Jesus coming? Yes. Amen. My friends, the end times began at the birth of Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? That God was moving all the courses of history, all of mankind, all circumstances, all situations, all trials and troubles and Everything that, that we are experiencing now, God is already moving those, sovereignly directing those things to happen. The warning of Scripture is consistent. It says use, we need to use discernment in listening to those who claim to have all the details of the end times figured out. 
You know, there are some people that just think they have it all figured out. And we are to ignore those who resort to date setting, uh, end times events. We just need to be careful. We need to be aware. We need to be aware of these things. We need to be discerning. Third, we need to accept the uncertainties. Now concerning, um, in, in Mark chapter 13, 32 through 33. Now concerning that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but, will, but only the Father. Watch, be alert, for you do not know when the time is coming. Can I just tell you something? I, I hope I live my life this way. If Jesus was content not to know, then let's stop speculating about it. Let's stop worrying about it. Jesus will come and he will claim his elect for his own. Be content. Stop worrying. Heed the words of King Solomon. The end of the matter has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Folks, can I just tell you as a body of Christ, how do we prepare for the journey, for the hike that we're on? And we are on an amazing hike. If you are God's elect, my friends, you are on a hike. You are on a journey and it will have ups and downs and inclines and declines. And, you know, I, I just remember some of the hikes, kids would just be worn out and they would say, how much further? And I said, it's just around the corner. And I just want to say, stay the course. Just stay the course. You know, that reminds me, I, I just remember, you know, kids, they'd have that backpack on, they'd just be walking along like this with their heads down and, and just bent to the task. And there'd be, have you ever seen a water bar in the trail? Okay, that's where they divert water off the trail so it doesn't wear the trail out. So anyway, these kids would come to this and they'd, they'd, they'd see the water bar and they would just deter. Just, and then they would walk off into the woods. And then they would look up and they go, where's the trail? And I just want you to know that, folks, just stay the course. Stay the course. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Fourth, I just want to say, I just want to encourage us with this. Live holy and godly lives. Since all things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in, 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 uh, in, uh, in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for the hastening and the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. You know, as Christians, folks, you and I are called to be holy. You are, we are called to live godly lives. We are called to, 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 uh, to love God, to be completely devoted to Him, and to love others as ourselves. We are called to have uh, this mindset focusing on seeing the world through God's eyes and not our own, with love and, and an overflowing heart. I just think of the words of Warren Wiersbe who says, Christians should be different, not odd. Or Actually, I, I'm sorry, Christians should be different, yeah, not odd, 
When you are different, you attract people. When you are odd, you repel people. And that is so important, folks. As Christians, we just need to be different. We need to love the Lord with the God, our, our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind and strength. We need to love others as, as ourselves. That, that is something that we need to do. But I just want to encourage you. He has called us to be different. And he challenges you and I. The fifth thing that, that I just want to just encourage us as we prepare for this hike. Paul reminds Titus that Jesus', Jesus first coming brought salvation and it instructs us how to live sensible, righteous, and godly lives in this present age to be holy, to be set apart unto God. This is our blessed hope, my friends, to live holy and godly lives. To, uh, uh, this is the expectation of Jesus' return and compels us to do the same to live the way that God wants us to live. So I just want you to know, I, you know, just in reading, I, I, I love to read, and, and one of the things that I read, you know, we think about obedience. We need to obey. And we think of obedience as, as a have to. Okay, can I just tell you something? Obedience is your reward. Obedience is your reward from God for doing what is right. Obedience is your reward. Just remember that. So let me just say this, as we are walking down this journey, then the sixth thing that I want to do is we need to encourage one another. You know, one of the things in the hikes that we used to do is, uh, uh, you know, I, I would put kids in front and I would lead from the back. That way they'd have to stop if they got lost. Okay, make sense? So they would stop and they'd go, so there's a fork in the road, which way do we go? And so then I would tell them. So that, But, you know, one of the things that I would do is that sometimes I... Teresa and I would walk in the back because we would walk with kids that were just dragging, just just can't make it and just struggling with the hike. And, and so, you know, one of the things, it's really funny, one of the things that we would do was we would put those kids in the front and let them go. And I'm telling you, they were just energized. They were just excited. They would just take off, lickety-split, just just moving down the trail like, like they, just, they were just revived. You know, so encourage one another. The promise of the Lord that the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 is followed by a command, therefore encourage one another with these words. Jesus is coming. Jesus will return. The, bride, the bridegroom will come. He will receive you. Again, that affirmation uh, the affirmation that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2, is followed by the exhortation in, in verse 11, therefore encourage one another and build each other up. My friends, if, if we need to understand that you and I need to be built up, encouraged in Jesus Christ, that we would walk by faith and not by sight. Point people to Jesus. Can I just say that? That's encouraging. Point people to Jesus. You know, a lot of times uh, in, in counseling, one of the things that, that, that I'm learning is that, you know, we just need to be good listeners and we need to ask a lot of questions. We need to listen, listen, listen. We have two ears to listen with. And so as we listen, as we hear people, we need to just ask questions that will 
direct them to the right answer, which is Jesus Christ. We need to, we need to allow them, encourage them uh, to learn from that process. So encourage one another. I just want to say that. That is preparing for the journey that we are on. The seventh thing that I, <clears throat> that I just want to say is live as if today was the day. If we are not careful, the delay of Jesus Christ, of his return, will lead us into complacency. Folks, if, if there were ever a tragedy in the churches of today, it is complacency, where we have just taken for granted this good life that God has given us, the blessings that we have, all of the, all of the things from God that he has bestowed upon us. And and we have become complacent. And I, I just want to say, live with, a, with expectation that he will return, hopefully even today before I finish this message. Don't say amen. No, I'm just joking. I caught you. <laughs> you know, it should compel us to live every day with what really matters. Folks, eternity matters. Eternity with Jesus Christ, eternity with God, with the presence of God. He is preparing his kingdom for you and I. So live as if today is the day. And the eighth thing I wanted to share with you is keep on doing the work of Jesus that Jesus has left us to do. Jesus warned of troubling events as we near the end of the age, including the persecution of believers or the church in Mark chapter 13, verses 7 through 9. Then he added that nothing, not even persecution, should distract us from the one necessary thing, which is to preach the gospel to all nations. Folks, I just want to say, be ready be ready anytime, anywhere, anybody. I just want to say, if you just walk out of your house with that prayer, Lord, okay, here I am, anytime, anywhere, anybody. Lord, would you just, would you just open the doors for me? I, I just want you to know that God will open up the door. He will open up the door for you to be able to share Jesus Christ. I just want you to know that. Before ascending into heaven, Jesus gave his followers, his disciples, that is, we the church, its functioning orders. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come to you, has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. In the very next verses, report. Uh, give this report about the disciples as they just stood there. And it says the angels, the angels came and, and, and stood alongside the disciples who were looking up into the air as Jesus has just ascended into heaven. And, he, and, he, and the angels say, why are you standing there gazing into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. My friends, that's just an answer to you and I that we will be taken up out of here, that God will just usher us up into his, his kingdom. And, I, you know, it's just amazing. I, I, I just, you know, I, I, 
I was thinking about this, and I, this is kind of an oddball joke, but I, on one of our vacations, Teresa and I were, we were in this t-shirt shop, and, uh, and I saw this t-shirt, and it said, Jesus is coming, look busy. <laughs> and and I, just, I just wanted to change it. No, I just want to say, Jesus is coming, be prepared. We prepared to hike from sea level to 6,000 feet on that trip. And it was the most amazing hike, folks. It was an amazing hike. And, and you know, I, we were all excited. We got out of the, out of the boat, and, and we were up at Chatterbox Falls, which, which is up above Malibu. And, and uh, it was just amazing. And I just want to say that we were excited. We were just talking away, and then we got out, and we're starting to work our way through the woods. And I thought, where's the trail? But the guide knew. Jesus Christ knows the way. The guide knew the way. Well, a few hours into the hike, man, it didn't seem like we had climbed that much elevation. And I was tired and sweaty, and I was just gasping for air. I was just frustrated, and I threw my pack down, and I just sat down, and I just, okay, I cried. So <laughs> I was just frustrated. And then, you know, I was sitting there, I was just sitting on this rock, and I, and I had to look through the trees, and I just saw the most amazing view of the Columbia, uh, the Columbia, British Columbia Fjords, and just the, these big mountains coming all the way down to the water. And I was just blown away by, by God's beauty, by God's, God's revelation of himself. And then I remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. You know, one of the, one of the young men that, was the, that came with, with us, he, he just... He came and he said, hey, Daniel, right? And I go, nah. He says, well, come on, let's go. And he, we put the pack back on. He pulled me back up to my feet, and we just, we just went off on the hike, and it was just an amazing thing. That's encouragement. He just said, come on, you can hike with me. That just meant a lot to me. Folks, you and I need to do that as a church. We need to encourage. We need to, we need to stay alert. We need to be ready. Can I just say, the end of the hike, you are going to see the bridegroom, the king of kings. You are going to be in the presence of the Lord God Almighty, your redeemer, your rescuer. Can I just encourage you with these words? Be prepared. Be prepared. Let's pray. Lord God, we come before you. Lord, I just thank you for, uh, Lord, for lessons that we learn along the hike. Lord, thank you for lessons that you give us, Lord, of what to do and what not to do. Lord, let us not speculate, Lord, but let us anticipate your return. Lord, we, the bride, will be united with you, the groom. But until then, Lord, you have called us 
to reach out, to be ready. We just want to say thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, we just love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for its challenges. Thank you for stretching us. God, we just ask that you would guide us as your church today. We just want to ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's.